0: Welcome to the Cosmosis Podcast. This is Justin Moses, and you're listening to episode number 17. This is part two of my interview with Adam Steffi, so stay tuned for that. Just got in a couple of days ago from uh, a run out on the west coast. Uh, we started out traveling to Denver, Colorado, where it was snowing and about 20 degrees. And wasn't so much prepared for that at the time. Uh, I was a little shocked to the system after having nice weather here in Nashville. We played a couple of days there in Colorado. We played in Denver. And then we played in Lions, Colorado. Very nice little little gig there. And we had an off day in between. And on that off day, I traveled to Phoenix, Arizona, where we were playing the day after that, and uh, went to a a Reds spring training game. That's the second year in a row now that I've been able to do that. Um, This year worked out. That we were playing out that way to just take the day off that we had already and and go check out a game. So that was a lot of fun. The Reds lost, but uh, most of the starting players played. So I got to see a lot of the, the uh, actual starting team. That was a good, kind of a surprise, but a good one. So uh when we landed in Phoenix it was about 90 well it got up to to over 90 degrees while we were there so quite the weather change and uh it's a good way to have uh, all the different environments I was in really uh, got my allergies going real nicely <laughs> but uh we drove from Phoenix after we played there to uh to LA and did a show in uh, in LA. We played one in uh, San Pedro, one in Santa Barbara, and we played in uh, Berkeley, California. To wrap it up at Freight and Salvage, all those uh, days were uh, were fun shows and uh, really nice to to be in the warm California sunshine for a few days. But I do want to talk about the thing we did in Phoenix. We played at the uh, Musical Instrument Museum there in Phoenix and. If you have the chance, I really uh, encourage you, if you're in that area, uh, to go check out that museum. It's a really, really cool place. They have uh, instruments from across the globe, uh, from every country uh, you can imagine, basically. They have a display set up with those instruments, and uh, they have headphones you can wear and you can uh, go around and uh there's content that plays automatically on the uh on your headphones uh you'll get to hear the instruments as well as see them and uh, it's really more uh it's about the cultural experience as much as it is just seeing the instruments themselves um I can't stress enough how how cool that place is and uh we got to take a, a tour of it after our show there. And so it was after hours and, and there wasn't anybody in there. But um, we obviously after the show, we didn't have so long to to be there. So it was kind of a quick run through. But we all would love to, to go back and spend a lot more time just checking everything out there. Uh, give yourself plenty of time if you if you do decide to go. Uh, But it's uh, totally worth it. I do want to say this Saturday, if you're in Nashville or around Nashville, I'm going to be playing the Bluegrass Brunch at City Winery, and that is at noon. So if you're around, come check it out. Um, It's kind of a a performance jam type situation. Uh, Should be a lot of fun. I'm actually playing mandolin on the show. So come, uh, come check that out if you can. I do want to plug some uh, upcoming dates with uh, Sierra Hall. Today is, by the way, today is uh, March the 29th. I'm recording this, the day it'll come out. And in uh, two days, the the 31st of March, we'll be playing at the uh, International Bluegrass Music Museum in Owensboro, Kentucky. Um, But that show is sold out, so you can't really come out to that one. April 1st, this Friday, we'll be playing at Bluegrass Underground. And uh, so, if you, that's in uh, McMinnville, Tennessee, at the Cumberland Caverns. And some of you may have uh, seen the show on PBS. I think it's broadcast nationwide um, by the local affiliate, your local PBS affiliate. But this will be my first time doing that. Sierra's done it one other time, but. It'll be the first time for the rest of us, and i uh, looking forward to that. It's a unique thing to play uh, a show down in a cave. Uh, it's a unique setting for a show, anyways. So then, in a couple of weeks after that, April the 15th, we'll be playing at the Guitar Sanctuary in McKinney, Texas, uh, and then the 16th will be at Old Settlers Festival in uh, Driftwood, Texas. So uh, if you're listening to us in Texas and those areas, uh, come out and be with us on those shows. Uh, it be the first time I've played the Old Settlers Festival. I've heard about it for a long time. Uh, seems like a really good festival. And I've never played at the Guitar Sanctuary either in McKinney, Texas. So uh, look forward to... Uh, Checking both of those places out, and uh, and uh, hope to see you there if you're if you're listening in that area. Speaking of April the fifteenth, that uh, for most people means taxes and tax time. I did want to share just a little. Uh, it's it's funny now story uh, about my taxes. We we played a couple of weeks ago, uh, a couple of shows we played in Louisiana and Alabama. And then the next day we played in St. Louis, so on on the way, basically instead of getting hotels, we all drove back to my house here in Nashville and just kind of crashed for a few hours, got up and drove to uh, St. Louis. And uh, I went to my mailbox and uh, had a letter in the mailbox that morning from the IRS, and it's uh, a CP2000. I think that was the the name of it and some of you people may may be familiar with that some may not but um, what happens is like when other entities send the IRS their 1099s or W2s and everything if something doesn't match up with what you turn in then you might get one of these letters and uh, so this was for 2014, not 2015, which I was working on at the time, like working on my doing my taxes. Um, so there was a major discrepancy. We're talking like thousands of dollars. Actually, they were saying I owed them twenty-five thousand dollars, and for most people will probably listen to this, that's quite a bit of money. For me, that's a lot of money. And I do, that wasn't right. It couldn't be right. But obviously being sort of panicked, you know, I, I, I tried to read over all the papers in there, but I obviously missed something important for a day or two. So we went on, did the, the show in St. Louis and I was pretty worried the whole time we were there just thinking about what what could possibly be wrong or this wrong you know well when I got back the next day I was looking it over better and I saw a figure that had been reported from a certain entity and it was obvious at that point that that was what was wrong so the day after that, after I'd worried all day, everything, I, I was able to figure out what was wrong. Well, you know, decimal place makes a big difference. And when it's off by a couple decimal place, places, um, it, it can it can go from 700 to 70,000. And that's a problem. Yeah. But it was a, it's such an easy fix. I just called them, explained what happened, and and that was all all I needed to do. Um, <laughs> but you can't imagine like how worried I was for a day or two, not knowing like what what had possibly went wrong. I knew something was off, but just didn't know what. With that said, remember uh, this Saturday, April the 2nd, is the Bluegrass Brunch at City Winery here in Nashville, if you're around. And on the next episode of the podcast, I want to say I'll have Rhonda Vincent as a guest. So be sure and tune in for that. We talked about a lot of a lot of cool stuff, a lot of, a lot of business stuff. Uh, if you're interested in that aspect of uh, the music industry, then uh, you definitely want to check this out. And you'll learn a lot more about Rhonda and her career as well but now i want to get right into part two of the interview with adam steffi so here we go man so we've kind of hit on some of the different uh you know situations you've been in and uh and you know playing music i know like there's always ups and downs in every situation like there's going to be uh, weekends that are just Super fun and weekends and aren't. But is there a particular time period you can look back on and say that was probably the most fun?
1: Uh probably just for the whole. Um, I I would have to say probably along about the mid nineties. I would think mm-hmm. like the, the group w- with Allison uh, yeah. when ab- along about the time that the So Long So Wrong album came out with Allison. Sure. Um, yeah. that was the most. Uh. I'll put it this way. It was surreal. It was like I was in a, in a, in an episode of twilight zone or uh, <laughs> X files or something, because I mean, and I think it was that way for, uh, uh, in in a some respects for Allison too, because w- we were doing records and we were doing songs and things. And, and all of a sudden, you know uh, when the Keith Whitley song came out, the, when you say nothing at all, all of a right. sudden there was just the, it was almost like the perfect storm of things coming together. Like, country music videos were really starting to come into their own. She put the video out. uh, It was getting a lot of airplay on radio. All of a sudden, a lot of people started using that song. Well, that brought in a whole other, uh, it it, it just sort of hooked a whole other bunch of fans and brought them in and made them aware of what she was doing. And um, so just to be a part of that and to be in Mm -hmm. that situation at that time, and I'll say that I've... I can probably safely say this. Allison is the most talented person I've ever been around in my life. If mm-hmm. she never played or sang a note, just her her mind musically and mm-hmm. how how mature she was, even though she was quite a bit younger than the rest of us. Uh, yeah. When I started playing with Allison, she was 17, about to turn 18. So, <laughs> I mean, just to, to be around somebody that you can see that has, I mean, their mind is just, it's, you know, it's just natural for them to hear the the songs the way they're going to turn out, and uh, mm. sometimes I wasn't there. I would be like, uh, "Where is this going?" But then <laughs> I would hear the final thing. You know, it's like, "How do you think that way? How does that that work?" You know. But yeah. um, that along about that time, just because the the uh, the folks that were in the band, the the way that it it was just so not. And I'm not knocking any other group that I've been with, obviously, but but just something about that group, there was something really, and I don't mean this in a weird way, but it was strange. It was just kind of, I I didn't have to think, me and Barry grew up playing together, so I didn't have to think about what he was doing. Dan is such a presence on stage. Ron Block is just such a, I mean, everything he does is flawless. And then I'm standing there with Allison and I'm going, what the, what the hell am I doing here? <laughs> you know, it's just that I, you, that's one of those things where everybody was, was. You, we, I, I feel like as far as I'm concerned, everybody was pushing me to do everything I could possibly do to play mm-hmm. what fit, what mattered, cull out what didn't fit and what won't there, what should yeah. be there needed to be gone. Don't get in the way. Everybody listened to what everybody else was doing. There was no there was no showboating going on. It was just playing and trying to mm-hmm. do everything you could with every song to make it you know just just destroy. And so mm-hmm. that was sort of a it was a unique thing. And then to see the, the crowds, as I said, who were coming in, some of them had no idea about anything to do with the rest of the band or the other type of material. They may have just heard Allison doing a country song. When she would be singing along, like singing harmony with somebody, or on, on yeah. another album or something, but uh, certainly having that happen coinciding with that those other folks being in the band, it was it was a fun time. It was a fun time. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't take nothing for it. And I learned more in my time playing with her about how to play the mandolin than I ever probably have or will. Just how to approach, you know, playing behind someone singing and yeah. out of and timing playing with with all those guys and uh, just that were so focused and, and um, uh, regimented about what they did they were serious about it it wasn't it wasn't just hey let's go out on the road and party and have a big time you know it was let's let's do this and do it right and uh mm-hmm. and everybody cut it every time so you're yeah. just hanging on trying to do what you're supposed to do and mm-hmm. uh, that's uh, man it was easy that made it so easy
0: yeah well you mentioned so long so, long, so wrong and you've you've been a part of uh, many uh, very like influential albums and, and you've won Malone player of the year. What is it? 11 times. Yeah, that's stupid.
1: (laughs) It really is. But, but yeah. And that's,
0: but you're, uh, you're so influential to a lot of younger players. When you hear somebody like, you know, there's, there's people out there that all of us kind of hear that, that you can clearly hear your influence in. Is that, Rewarding to you or does it ever get a little weird if somebody plays a lot like you? Well, I,
1: I, there are a lot of people out there that people say he tries to play like you or he tries to play like you, but it always, I don't hear it. I don't hear it like, you know, I, I just, the way I've always thought about playing, especially, uh, and it, it, it all sort of condensed into the, like a, a cemented way. It's when I got with Allison, and it and it made mm-hmm. me think about okay, how are you going to approach this? Because I never had really thought about okay, this this is a female singer, this is a male singer, this song is is mad sounding, or this song is this. I'd always mm-hmm. just thought you know let's let's play you know three chords in a cloud of dust and just just bash <laughs> smash mouth bluegrass. That's the way I yeah. looked at it. Mm-hmm. So when I started playing with her, it made me completely change focus and widen the lens out a little bit on what I was doing. And so when I hear young players now, uh, I, I say young, I mean, I'm 50 now. So, and I'm hearing people, you know, 25 and younger, and mm-hmm. they're, they're just shredding. And I'm thinking, you know, and then people say, well, they sound like you. I'm like, well, no, I'd like to sound like that. Uh, <laughs> but I just don't, i I don't look at anything I do or anything I've ever done as, as anything fancy or over the top or anything like that. I just, I've always tried to just play what fit. Yeah. And then when I got with Allison and got around those guys uh, uh, from, from, you know, I played when we first started playing with Allison, it was Tim Stafford and Barry and myself and Allison and Allison Brown.
0: Right.
1: Even that configuration of the band, you know, it's just, you know, you, the people that are so uh, professional about when it comes time to, to actually when the rubber meets the road and you got, and you're picking, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, um, I just have tried to fit not in any situation. It doesn't matter if I'm, if I'm recording with a a regional local band that just is kind enough to ask me to come play on something, or if I'm playing on, uh, something with, uh, with the boxcars, you know, I try to approach it the same way and just get in and get out, stay, stay out of the way. If, if the song's an instrumental, obviously you can stretch out some, but, but don't go too nuts. And I'm not, I mean, I'm just not the player that a lot of these folks are. It's never been a contest to me. It's never been about, I, I've never looked at it. I can count probably on one hand the number of, say, fiddlers' convention, mm-hmm. mandolin playing, you know, gunslinging matches, you know, kind of thing. And that was just yeah. for cash. I just needed gas money or something, <laughs> you know, if I like top prize at most of them that I went to was 30 bucks, you know. And, yeah. And if you got any, if you placed it all, that was blown by the time you, you left and went and got some pizza on the way home with your buddies, you know, that you went to pick with. So that attitude that that breeds a lot of times gets on my nerve because music is not a contest, you know, and it's, I'm very, very thankful for the the IBMA, you know, the Manlon Player of the Year thing. That still it, it floors me to think that once that that would happen. Because I mm-hmm. hear people that, that play and the number and the people that have never even been nominated for that. It's kind of crazy, you know. Uh, I feel like it would be a cool thing if what the IBMA would do is if you win it this year, then you're not eligible the next year. Yeah. So you, so you take a year off. So every year you've got some somebody new. No one knows who's going to win it. You know yeah. what I mean? Or right. or maybe if you win it, take a couple years off or whatever. Yeah. Um, however, that could work out that way. Every every award show is going to be different. Mm-hmm. The same person's not going to win any category two years in a row. So um, it just I, I don't know. It just it makes me feel weird because <laughs> it really well, does to, to think that someone. It's very flattering. But, yeah. um, and anything I can do obviously to help somebody, if they, if, if I can, how do you do that? I, 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 will be glad to show, you You know, mm-hmm. I don't have any tricks. I, I've got about, <laughs> honestly, I've got about six or eight licks and I just move them around up and down the fingerboard, <laughs> and just put the melody with it and try and mm-hmm. work around that. But i you know, I can feel my age catching up with me. You know, the older I get, trying to trying to play and play fast, especially with a lot of the folks at ETSU. Some of my students come in and they're just, you know, they're wanting to play 170 beats a minute. Just, <laughs> I'm like, man, I, uh, man, <laughs> we're going to have to drop that down a bit. I can chop. I'll chop. You tear yeah. it up. I'll just chop. But yeah, I, yeah. I got to get a run and go now to do fast stuff. But uh, mm-hmm. I, I, it, it's just I. There's no good way for me to answer that. It's just, yeah. I, I'm, I'm flattered that anybody would, would, I'm just, I feel really, really lucky and not mm-hmm. lucky. I mean, it's, uh, it's just the way it's been and that's mm-hmm. the way the Lord meant for it to be, but just to, to have the, uh, the ability to play at all. And, all right. you know, I've, I've seen people, you know, I could lose that ability. You know, I could trip yeah. getting up out of this chair and never be able to play again. So mm-hmm. I just love it. I I play I'll play as long as I'm I'm allowed to and uh, if if someone likes it that's awesome but I certainly I I never thought I was going to be doing this in the first place you know I I always knew I was going to play even if it was just with the local guys at the at the gas station on Saturday night or something you know but I was going to pick but I I never thought I'd do it professionally so to have people listen to what you do and then try and maybe take something that you've done because anything I do is just a my style is just a, it's a, it's just a big wad of ripoff, you know, that I've got from different people. Like I can listen to solos that I've recorded even like a so long, so wrong album or something. And I can say, okay, mm-hmm. that came from Dempsey young. That yeah. little part right there is from Sam Bush. This part over here, I ripped off of Grisman. This part, mm-hmm. this is a dull thing right here that I ripped off. The, yeah. There's a little something I heard Alan Bobby do one time. You know, mm-hmm. I just take different players. It, it's just all these great I, players. I just take a little, snag little bits and pieces and try and stick it around a melody,
0: you know. I think that's most of the time what makes, uh, makes a person sound like they do. You know, mm-hmm. if, if you, if that's what, you know, you're, you, you can only do what you hear and can, uh relate to, replicate, or, you know, if you naturally hear something yourself, you know, I mean, I feel like you're, you're pretty lucky and you, you know, you can sure, yeah. insert something into it, but right. um, that's basically what you've got to work with. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Right. Yeah, so,
1: And that's the way I look at when I'm teaching Manlin, when I'm working with, with folks and I, I have folks from ETSU to folks that I do Skype lessons with everything from folks that are absolute beginners that don't even know how to tune a manline yet, or uh-huh. how do I hold my pick? All the yeah. way up to folks that have been playing for years and years that are way beyond, you know, theory and techno- technical wise where I'm at or have ever been. And, uh, but they may just be wanting to know how do I approach building a solo or how do you go yeah. about doing this? And it's, uh, you know, my mate, I always just harp, okay, learn the melody. If it's just as simple, mm-hmm. if it's happy birthday to you, you know, figure yeah. that out. And then, I can show you the way, and I never, you know, a lot of folks, I think they want it set in stone. Okay, this is how you play this, and you play it this way every time, and it's going to be good. I just, mm-hmm. all, anything I'm showing somebody is just suggestive yeah. until they can get to the point of where they get comfortable enough with the fingerboard to where they can start adding stuff they're, they're hearing that will work on the, mm-hmm. you know, in that key, in that speed. And so I want to get people to where they're doing their own thing. Not yeah. I don't want everybody to sound like me, obviously. Right, so it's right. like, okay. And when you get to that point, that's a that's an aha moment right there. It's like, oh, well, I've ripped this off, but I kind of make it sound like it's not ripped off, and then it's but I'm actually I'm ripping that off, but I'm not really <laughs> So my whole thing is just I've I don't know that I've got an original lick. But that's yeah. just the way I take all that, put it together, and then that's the way I, I will approach, say, playing big spike hammer or play uh, uh, so long so wrong or playing you know something that the Isaacs may have recorded uh, or anything I've ever been a part of Um, and I've been around a lot of people I've been fortunate to travel with a lot of people and work with a lot of people that I could watch and see how they did it and Mm -hmm. how they approached it from Allison to Tim Austin with the Lonesome River Band he taught me a lot about playing rhythm a bunch because I just overplayed rhythmically and and i had to learn in that four-piece configuration of the banjo electric bass uh guitar and mandolin how to fit in that you know mm-hmm. and uh and i learned a lot about timing and rhythm from playing with him and uh so little things i just constantly and i i learned stuff from I every i I learn stuff from beginners yeah you know, that yeah. it's like they don't mean they they certainly don't mean to but it helps me understand how you know because sometimes after you played for so many years, you forget. Oh, that, yeah, and that. Mm-hmm. I wish I had thought of that. You know, they'll ask yeah. you a question or something. It's like, man, why didn't I think of that when I was? Because it's yes, yes, that right there. That you know, and so you can you can learn something from everybody. And I think people when they get in that contest mentality or it's you know it's this and cutthroat kind of uh, okay, we're 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 competing against each other, so we can't mm-hmm. hang out. You know, or we're He's mm-hmm. that guy, and a lot of that's just people's personalities. But uh, yeah, you know, sometimes you just have that aggress, that aggressive, not passive aggressive, but just that aggressive personality. It's <laughs> <that's laughs> like, okay, I'm here to win, baby, and and uh, here we go. But I just like playing music because I love it. It's fun, and I yeah. I, don't, I don't, I never want somebody to feel like it's it's competitive. You know, I, yeah. that's the quickest way for me to leave a jam right there. Is if I feel like mm-hmm. someone's in there just trying to trying to you know, I don't even if it's another mandolin player, if it's a if there's two guitars or whatever, if it's turning into that, man, I lose it, loses all interest for me. I like yeah. everybody to be like, hey, man, yeah, mash it, do it. Yeah,
0: so, <laughs> have, have yeah. It. so, um, you've been a part of a lot of uh, a lot of sessions, and I uh, wonder if there's something that stands out as uh, one of the most, I guess, the most fun session you've been a part of.
1: Probably the the. One of the the weird the I, I say weird not meaning it, it in, a, in a derogatory way at all but one of the wilder things I ever did is is record on this live Dolly Parton album that she mm-hmm. she actually recorded over at uh, at at Dollywood it's called Heart Songs the album yeah. it's like a two album it's kind of like a Dolly comes home and records an album kind of thing mm-hmm. and so to be in rehearsals and to be uh with that band there was just a group of everybody you know carl jackson was singing harmony and i I, Mm -hmm. you know i think it was brian sutton maybe playing some guitar and uh rob mccurry was playing banjo and it was it was just a ton of all these great players and stuff and Mm -hmm. um but to be a part of something like that certainly was a that was weird because you know you're you're over at a you're over at like a rehearsal space in nashville and um you know, here's dolly she's hanging yeah. out and eating lunch and i'm sitting there with dolly parton going man this is really weird you know? <laughs> but you know the, something like that certainly is just because of the whole star factor kind right. of dolly and she's mm-hmm. just great she was awesome you know and then uh yeah. to to do something like probably most recently doing the the uh, i was fortunate to do that thing with alan jackson that bluegrass record he did a mm-hmm. couple years ago now and And that was odd, you know, you get around people like that and they're just folks, you know, he, they're both, he's great. And, um, you know, people would say that probably about Ricky Skaggs with you. I mean, it's like, but when I get around those people, even I'm that way with Skaggs now, even though I've been around him a bunch over the years, but it's like, you know, you've heard these people since you started playing and it's Mm -hmm. not that they're that old or anything, but it's just like you get around somebody like Ricky or you get around Dolly or you get around people like that. And it's like, wow this is really bizarre. If you'd told me I was ever going to be doing this, you know, much less mm-hmm. maybe, maybe recording or playing with these people. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. that one was a lot of fun too, because the way Alan, the way Alan cut that record, it was mostly live. I mean, we just sat in a oh, yeah. It was, uh, he was in a booth and, uh, Ronnie and, uh, well, Ronnie Bowman and, and, um, uh, Oh, Don Rigsby mm-hmm. were, were down in another booth down the hall. Uh, to separate you know so that the instruments wouldn't get into the vocal mics but I mean as far as the right. pickers go we were just sort of sitting in a circle hmm. and playing uh, and uh, and man it was fun it was a lot of yeah. fun uh, it, he was the artist made it fun you know yeah because yeah if someone comes in and they're stomping around and barking orders and stuff like that. And I mean, you barely knew Alan was even there, you know, he's sort of in person, like you could see him in interviews. He's just quiet, you know, and really nice. And it was a blast. It was a, it was a lot of fun to do. And, um, just I enjoy recording. Some of my favorite favorite sessions are things for folks that m- might be a, a regional local band. You know, just uh-huh. things you go in with folks that are, they're just so happy to be recording, you know, and mm-hmm. they're, they're excited about it. It's not, a lot of sessions you do, and and you know this, a lot of sessions you do, they are it may be a 10, a 10 and a 2. Right. And everybody's just looking at the clock like, man, I got to go do a 6, you know, the mm-hmm. session block thing from 10 to 2, 2 to 6, 6 to 10. Uh, and so sometimes people are just ready to leave, you know, it's just mm-hmm. clocking in and clocking out. Uh, but I, I I found some of the most fun sessions I've done are things for folks that just maybe a, a a local group you know that are they're just they're happy to be there they're fired up they're excited you know and and uh, and just just a lot of fun I, I mm-hmm. enjoy doing things doing overdub sessions I enjoy it doesn't have to be like a full blown blowout of a deal but certainly the ones like that or are, or are, are having recorded on. Different country things for different artists. uh It's it's neat. I I think back over the the stuff I've done now, and it's like, well, how did that ever happen? Just yeah. it's, it's, sometimes it's like a car wreck. It just happens fast. You know, you just mm-hmm. kind of you're in, you overdub, you're out. You never meet the people. Nothing. It's just yeah. sort of they just need some mandolin on a track, so you go in, right. cut it, and you're gone. um But then there's times where like on the Alan Jackson thing, where you actually get to hang out some and and get get a sense of who these people are. And it, right. that's cool. That's, that's, that's really neat. And, uh, uh, but I've, 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 I've been real, I've been real blessed to, to be asked to go play on stuff, you know? And I, I, I just feel like that's a, that's a real honor. Cause if people are asking you to come play on their stuff, you know, that means you're, you're doing something that they like.
0: and so that's That's
1: as gratifying as anything to me, you know,
0: All right. So on the flip side, is there one that without calling people out or, you know, you know know what I'm saying? Like naming names necessarily, but is there something that you could even tell that, um, like one that uh, stood out the other way?
1: Yeah. There's a lot of those too. (laughs) The one I'm thinking of in particular was, and this was, this will, and, and, and this has happened probably, I've had it happen probably four or five times is, uh, load up and, and I'm not naming names or pointing fingers or anything, but this was a this was a deal where there was there were a lot of people involved, and a lot of the if I if I did if I listed off the guys that were playing on this session, and it was an all day thing, it was a yeah. three it was a three block deal, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, nobody got paid. Yeah, ever engineer didn't get paid, studio didn't get paid, the the per the the artist that was uh, <laughs> the the person that was uh, to that it was four um, just disappeared, just, yeah, just took off, so I mean that that was one where you you know i I had I remember that one because I got in it's one of those deals where I got in at like two o'clock in the morning on a Sunday night and got up and drove straight to Nashville the next morning, like at daylight to get there to start
0: mm-hmm. get there
1: by nine thirty nine forty five to start at ten o'clock, and um so we went until about nine thirty that night, yeah and left just assuming you know like you don't they don't just always you know sessions are different sometimes they'll pay you as you walk out the door sometimes it's waiting on your 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 charts and check are waiting when you get there that morning and sometimes they mail it to you right no big deal okay well three weeks went by four weeks went by i thought well i I probably ought to call somebody (laughs) a a a little squirrely so then, to come to find out, it was just no one got paid ever. Mm, Lawyers were yeah. called in; it got ugly. But yeah, that one was pretty rugged, and yeah. some some other ones that you that I've gotten stiffed on are obviously a little bitter. But, <laughs> uh, but that's that's just you'll have that.
0: Right. I just right.
1: let it roll off, and it's like, well, uh, unfortunate. I feel I I, don't, I of course I hate that I didn't get paid, but at the same time, uh, I felt bad for the, uh, the engineer in the studio mm-hmm. uh, because they obviously lost a lot more than me. Uh, yeah. Studio yeah. time and effort that went into it. And uh, that's true. That's that, that was a bad
0: one. <laughs> yeah. That's some of the the worst. <laughs> yeah.
1: And I hate having to track them down because that's kind of bad too. It's yeah. like, yeah. uh, okay. Uh, what do you do? But that's, that's going back to ETSU in the business class. That's something I've, I've sort of relayed to them. You're going to get stiffed on shows. There's going to be performances <laughs> that you go and do that you, you won't get paid for it. Yeah. And uh, that's, unfortunately, that happens. And uh, mm-hmm. you just have to kind of let it roll off without some people take to Facebook, you know, and start just, well, this person, blah, blah, blah. But I, I've just always found it best just to kind of let it go. It's like, yeah. it's okay. I, I made it down. and made it back in one piece. Mm-hmm. I didn't get mugged. And my, I've still got my, <laughs> my So let's just, we'll write it off. Lesson learned on that particular artist, however. So Mm -hmm. that's that's that.
0: Well, I'll try to roll through like maybe two, three more things, maybe uh, sort of rapid fire. Okay. But uh, first of all, before, I guess, before we do that though, um, is there a, do you have a road story that uh, is kind of your go-to road story that you can tell on here?
1: Uh, Road story.
0: And it's okay if you don't. Uh, I mean, I can cut uh, this out.
1: There's, there's, there's so many. Uh, I would have to say probably the one of the funnier ones is is we we was, we were in Europe one time. That's when I was the We flew over to Europe. We had we hadn't really eaten anything. You know, we'd been flying for hours, and then we had to get on a train. And we flew into Frankfurt, Germany, and we were taking a train into Switzerland, I believe it was. So we we got on this train. We get up there, and uh, we were just we were beat by the time we got there. No one really eating anything. So we went, they checked us in this little hotel out in this little, it was a really cool country town, you know, this is out in the, I mean, you're in you're in Switzerland for Pete's sake. It's beautiful. And so we were going to grab a bite to eat across the road, sort of our, our guide. There was a little cafe across the road and we went over there and they, he said, we couldn't read the menu or anything, obviously. And so the guy said, well, okay, we we have have this special, it was basically like a grilled cheese sandwich, but it was this local cheese that they only made there.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and it was like apparently really high dollar anywhere else around the world, but it was sort of like a community thing there. So I said, well, yeah, you can't hurt a grilled cheese, you know? And so <laughs> uh, everybody else, well, Dan Tominsky was in the group. And, and so he, he ordered like this hot dog of a thing, like a schnitzel deal or something. Mm-hmm. You know? So I I was sitting there and we were waiting Well, they brought our food out and, they set Dan's down, you know, and then they they come over my shoulder with this grilled cheese sandwich, and it smelled like uh, I don't know how to describe it. It was <laughs> it was kind of like a dumpster in the in the summer. A little, yeah. with a little hint of skunk and maybe <laughs> some like ammonia involved yeah. somehow. but they set it down and i was like and, and dan just looked at me started dying laughing you know but, but uh-huh. he, yeah I, I always remember that as far as food like eating on the road kind of thing uh-huh. that was pretty rugged there, there's a lot of things that i can't I, yeah. I, I, I could possibly divulge some of which you were probably a part of uh, with the tominsky band but this stuff yeah. happens the right. funniest right. stuff happens like Stuff at the table, like the murder. Oh, thing. yeah. People come Definitely. up and say stuff, or something happens, and you just kind of, I don't know, just the, the double non tendre stuff and things happen. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there's the, yeah, it. but you have to have that. You have to be able to, I, that's something I've, I've, another thing I've told the class is you've got to get, you've got to let stuff roll off of you, or you're going to, it'll destroy you because people mm. will say anything and everything to you. at the the table or just walking around or whatever if you've just come off stage you're fair game yeah (laughs) no question is off limits to some people so yeah but
0: no. all right so yeah you got a favorite tv show but people like it when i i think when we like do this sort of yeah
1: yeah man well i've been Tina and I, my wife, watch a lot of Netflix now. Yeah, you know, you can get a whole you can get a whole season of stuff right there. You know, so you can just go right mm-hmm. one from the. We're really into House of Cards, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, we've morphed from we went from Breaking Bad to uh, uh, we got into Mad Men. Mm-hmm. We've started into those a little bit. But the new house of cards this season three or four, the latest season just came out the other day and so we've been sort of binge watching those like two or three a night. The only <laughs> problem with that is we go through the entire season in like a week.
0: You know? <laughs> yeah. so
1: then you gotta wait a year until the next thing comes out. But
0: we watched what l- I did with Breaking Bad basically was yeah, that, that man. thing. We you know, started watching, watching about- several at a time and- I-,
1: I never watched it until it was already all done. I hadn't watched the first yeah. episode. I'd heard about it and I thought, Well, that just don't sound like me, you know, and we right, got watching right. it. It, it. I mean it was it's very racy and rugged but man i started watching it's like uh, the way it was put together the plot line the way everything went it was it was stout and um but i'll watch series and i watch a lot of history stuff you know mm-hmm. Tina gets upset because i'll sit and watch you know some story about an ex-president or you All know right. something like that i love that kind of thing but um uh, I'm, I'm not so much into the like the america's got talent or or mm-hmm. the voice or any of that uh or you know like Tina likes the bachelor, you know, and things right, right. Like that. But, but usually if we're if we're sitting together watching any TV, I don't watch a lot. I try not to watch a whole lot, but but yeah. when I do, it's it's in big chunks. Like I'll watch a whole yeah. like a whole series of something and just just tear it up, you know.
0: So you're not a reality TV guy. No. Hey, <laughs>
1: yeah. If they want no now I have said this before. If they want reality TV, they need to load up in a in a van with yeah. a band. Yeah. I
0: know. I actually, I, th- I thought that would, that could be a good show. <laughs> I'm
1: talking no, there, well, there, none of that's reality.
0: Uh, right, it's right. Just kind
1: of ridiculous. They call it that, or it's, it's took that moniker, but it's like, mm-hmm. if you want reality, just load up and go to a festival. Just mm-hmm. go to, okay. Reality world um, bean blossom and just yeah. go around <laughs> and do a documentary kind of thing, you know, or a mm-hmm. reality show. Okay. We've got to get from bean blossom on, thursday to denton north carolina on friday or, or wherever i yeah. you know, just go between mm-hmm. a couple of festivals and, and uh and the ins and outs of traveling on the road that's yeah that's do it, you
0: have a oh sorry
1: no no go ahead
0: do you have a favorite uh movie
1: uh probably um raisin arizona <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is a it's a coen brothers uh-huh. goofy, goofy movie but there's just it's just a mindless kind of silly movie, but I loved mm-hmm. it. And, and yeah. I, I really liked, of course, this is totally, uh, talk about a 180 from Raising Arizona to this, but R- raisin Private Ryan, I really mm-hmm. dug that movie. And mm-hmm. uh, I, it's it was just a, I, I liked the story and everything. It, I mean, it, it mythological, I, I guess. I don't think it would part, there were some stories where it had some similarities with it, I suppose, but I don't know how, mm-hmm. but, just taking all that aside, I mean, it, it was just a really good movie. I thought, mm-hmm. uh, and I guess probably those two. I, I and I hate to say it, but I just don't. I don't see a lot of movies. I just yeah yeah. Uh, I'll watch those series and things on on TV. Mm-hmm. But like the last movie, I think the last movie we watched, we I and this is awful to say. This makes me sound like a terrible husband, boyfriend slash fiance. <laughs> But Tina and I have never been in a theater and seen a movie.
0: Oh yeah, never. Yeah. No, we've just mm-hmm. never
1: been and we. She doesn't watch a lot of them, and I don't. Eat right. And, uh, and uh, so uh, we we'll rent them. You know, like on yeah. we have we have uh, direct TV, and so we rented that one. It's Tom Hanks movie as well, like Brazen Private Ryan. But it was uh, the one about the was it called the. Um, it's it. It was up for an Academy Award this year, the one about the the spy, the bridge movie. I forget what it was. Yeah,
0: called. I I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm not a huge movie guy either. I I enjoy a great movie. when, yeah. when I watch it, but uh, yeah. I'm not an avid.
1: Yeah, uh, like get watch like all the the stuff nowadays is just. i have never been a. I used to kind of when I was probably in grade school, early middle school, probably up until I when I started playing the mandolin. I was into science fiction movies, you know, like Star mm-hmm. Trek and Star Wars. Yeah. I remember seeing the original Star Wars movie in Kingsport when it came out at the theater. Uh, but, you know, I just sort of lost interest in that. And now it's like all this, the the Avatar and the, all these vampire movies. And what's up with zombies, man? They're, all these shows are zombie shows. You know, and it's like, I just, I can't, you know, that's that's a, another show that everybody says, man, you, you need to get into a, a Walking Dead, uh-huh. you know apparently there's like eight seasons of that or something crazy, right you know yeah. and just binge watch that until i'm i'm wore out but uh <laughs> i just can't do the zombies it's just like yeah. <laughs> i mean i may as well i feel like i may as well be watching some of the shows that my kids watch you know my, my yeah. boy they're four now i may as well watch uh-huh. like uh um what's that one they're bad into a, a paw patrol or something because it's just as <laughs> it's just as real, you know,
0: uh-huh.
1: little dogs talking is just as real as a zombie walking around. So, uh, uh-huh. some people probably will fight me over that. Hey, vampires <laughs> are real, buddy.
0: Yeah. Uh, so what about, uh, music? Do you listen to a lot of music these days and uh, what, what's kind of things? If I, if so.
1: when I'm listening to music, it's, um, uh, I mean, I'll listen to, I'll listen to say, uh, I get most of my bluegrass from say satellite radio, say sex yeah. XM or something. And I'll listen to that somewhat in the car. But uh, generally what I'm, if I'm listening to uh, to music, it's, it's more pop, not current pop, you know, certainly, but, yeah. but I'll listen to, uh, I really like uh, Bruce Hornsby. Uh, uh-huh. That's I, I wish I could go see him sometime with Skaggs and maybe even meet him. Cause I just, I love his and not, not that there's anything wrong with his big hits but but a lot of the stuff he's recorded I I've, yeah. really, I've just really dug his stuff and um uh I I listen to like old I like old time music I like listening mm-hmm. to yeah. just some of those tunes I really like and some of the artists and I like uh, I listen to uh a right smart of uh, like uh, not necessarily just them but but that style like the Django uh mm-hmm. Django and Grappelli kind of music gypsy jazz uh, yeah i really mm-hmm. like that stuff i wish i could i could even play two songs worth of that but that stuff just blows me out there's there's a bunch of the uh, guy those guitar players you know they it's kind of like tony rice players you know there's guys that are tony mm-hmm. they're, they're emulating tony as close as they can get and that that was the way it was with django and there's there's all these players over there like mo- current modern day players that that, that do that that it just floors me and uh i get on youtube and i'll i get a lot of my music just scanning around on youtube and sure it's it's addictive because you can sit there for hours i think most people have done this you know where it's like you mm-hmm. see one thing and then off to the side there's a whole row yeah. of others and then man two hours later i've watched <laughs> 50 people that have blown my teeth out you know and it's like yeah I've never heard of them before so uh-huh. it's a cool way to 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 sort of track around and see what's going on with folks but I didn't realize there was such a, a big thing like that over there but there's I guess they have festivals and all mm-hmm. that but I love that stuff just
0: yeah.
1: people that have that kind of uh, that it's like stream of consciousness if they hear it it can be put on a fingerboard like that and mm-hmm. I, I'm just not that way I have to I have to have a, a flat plan
0: <laughs>
1: before I take off on anything. I'm the worst jam player in the world, you know, because like I'm starting, <laughs> new, 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 new. but if I can work something up, I'm I'm a little more comfortable with it, you know? Uh-huh. Like I'm not a, right off the top of my head, you know, I'm sitting here creating all over myself kind of thing, you know? It's like, yeah, yeah. I, I I like to have a a, a little pre-roll,
0: You know, yeah, yeah.
1: But watching that kind of stuff, you know, it just makes me go, "Wow!" And I get that from Hornsby—that he's Mm -hmm. he's totally off the cuff. Seems to me like, you know, never probably plays the same thing twice. And uh, so I hear people like that, and I just go, "Wow, that's that's killer." I I wish I had that, but it's fun to watch.
0: Well, man, have we left anything out?
1: Uh, Uh, I I think that's that's good, man. I gave you I. I'd hate to have to edit all this.
0: <laughs> Sorry,
1: <laughs> man. You cut all this out if you don't do it edit it. I'm bad to get. I'll I'll talk and talk and talk. But uh,
0: man, I'm, no, no, no. I appreciate it. I yeah, appreciate I, you being willing to do it and everything.
1: I appreciate you asking, man. If you need anything else, just holler. We, 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 well,
0: uh, tell the people where they can uh, find you online and that sort of stuff.
1: Okay, you can you can always check my website, which is it's just basically like a a, a page kind of thing. It's not like a big. Fancy blown up website, I and mean, it's just adamsteffy.com, And uh, then you can always check. Uh, to, I have a schedule on there, and I have ways you can order things if you want to get CDs or something like that. And you can certainly always check theboxcars.com, uh, theboxcars.com, and that'll that'll you can check up and see where uh, where the, the band's going to be, and uh, certainly pick up the new album. The album is uh, familiar with the ground as the new album, and uh, and anything. Uh, that you might want boxcar wise, you can always order off of there. So, Mm -hmm. uh,
0: you also, I mean, we didn't even mention your solo records. Your last one's called new primitive, right?
1: Yeah. 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 And I'm working on a new one, right? That's something I should talk about. I guess I'm I'm, I'm working on a new one right now. I'm actually going in this week while I'm off from school and and try and (laughs) knock out the, the last touches on it. And, um, hopefully i I don't know when it'll come out since the since the band album just came out it'll probably be on up in the summer before we release it but uh -hmm. uh, to give that one time to for people not to get them confused or anything but uh the the whole idea behind it is i i have a lot of people ask me for songs that we do in our show that i've done with previous groups say some songs folks may know me as singing or playing with mountain heart or with Mm -hmm. allison or with uh uh, on different projects over the years. And so uh, I've had I've had this happen a, a lot uh, in the last couple of years. I started going, man, I wish I had that. I wish I had that. And then when I started thinking, well, New Primitive, the the latest album that I have out, um, uh, has been out for a couple of years now. And I'm like, okay, I need to think about maybe doing another solo record. Then it became obvious, okay, I need to go in and recut some of these tunes. Not mm-hmm. to try and outdo them by any means, but just to have them to sell because sure. people come up and ask for it. And uh, and I hate for them to walk away when they're wanting to buy something, you
0: know? <laughs> right. right, right.
1: <laughs> so okay. I, I, I'm i like, well, you know, if I, if I can go in and cut these things. So hopefully that one will be, uh, it should be out this summer. I would say, I don't know what the title of it's going to be yet, but it's got, uh, mm-hmm. it, it'll it have, it's not going to be all rehashed stuff. There, there'll be like, I think it's, I think there'll be like six, six, the, the ones that I've already courted. I tried to mix it mm-hmm. up. Yeah. Maybe it's like seven and five or something like that, but there's mm-hmm. 12 tunes on there and probably six or seven of them are things. And even some of those folks won't be that familiar with unless they've just really followed, uh, you know, places I've been. But sure. uh, some of them folks will probably have heard, but um, some of it will be brand new to everybody. Uh, all yeah. of it will be new if they're not real familiar with stuff I've done. So, so hopefully it'll be something, a little bit of something for everybody, but that way when someone comes up and says, Hey man, have you got cloudy days, you know, mm-hmm. uh, or, or what's that off of, or some people don't, they're not familiar with Allison, which right. is hard for me to believe. You know, some people <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: come up and say, you played with Allison Kraus," you know? And so, uh, so that kind of deal. So if, if they hear something and I've got it, that way I'll have it.
0: And uh, uh-huh. but uh, No, I think people will be, uh, really glad to hear um hear those songs again if they know them you know like yeah. your version and, uh, yeah. and if they don't then i've tried hear not, you do them
1: i've tried not to go completely off off the top ropes on i've changed some of the arrangements a little bit but uh yeah. certainly you know it's i'm i like i say i'm not trying to outdo what's already cut with the other groups but uh yeah. just to have access to sell it you know yeah and yeah. for it to get you know it can get airplay again some sure. of these songs if someone wants to play it so it's just a way it's a way to it's a way to to put some gas in the tank i suppose right <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> get some gotta buy these boys vittles that, yeah. <laughs> golly bum they're getting big and they eating everything in sight so yeah i gotta yeah. <laughs> i gotta have bring home some bacon as they say uh-huh. but uh yeah that hopefully will be coming out this summer and i'll i'll, I'll be keeping uh i'll be i'll be keeping that you know when it gets a little closer to release i'll put some stuff probably up on facebook and uh different exactly. things like that folks can always track me down on there yeah and certainly uh websites and stuff so that'll be that'll be hopefully coming out in the summer and now that the boxcar record's out it, it'll give me more time to, to get that together and not have to deal so much with getting together when it's when the the boxcar album's going to be released and any uh, interviews and stuff like that or whatever for that, that album that way I won't sure. be getting confused. Are we talking about this record or that record? So yeah. uh, that kind of happened on the last one because the boxcar album had just come out. And then it was only about a couple months later that the new primitive album came out. so I was getting kind of cross thread and some, so I'm going to try and avoid that on this one. So hopefully it'll probably be June or July, but I'd like to get it out before say, you know, the festival season dies out too far.
0: Yeah.
1: But, but that's the that's, plan.
0: That's definitely something for people to be uh, looking out for. Man, thanks for doing this, too. Hey, thanks thanks for being on here. And thanks a bunch to, to you for listening. Uh, pre- really appreciate uh, the listeners listening in. We have, like I said on the recent episode, we have listeners from across the globe, uh, from Japan, from the Netherlands, from Australia, from uh, France and uh, I could just sit here and name off countries for a long time, but uh, wherever you're listening from, I really appreciate it. And if you enjoy the show, I still encourage you to to go to iTunes and subscribe, and uh, and uh, above and beyond subscribing, even leave a review, uh, just a short review of uh, of the show, your your actual thoughts about it. And, uh, and leave us a, a a rating, a star rating. Five star, hopefully, if you're really enjoying the show. And uh, But be honest, you know, leave us a, a rating and a review. And uh, drop me a line at justin at justinmoses.com and let me know how I can make the show better. And uh, any suggestions you may have on future guests or future ideas for shows. I really appreciate your support and your listening to this show, and I hope you'll continue to. Remember next time, uh, Rhonda Vincent will be my guest, and I really look forward to, to getting that interview out. Until then, I'll say so long for now.